Are you trying to learn how to travel like Basho, like Basho and his the haiku poet, and his narrow road to the deep north? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to take a narrow slot canyon in Utah. Really? How are you going to take it? Are you taking Buckskin Canyon Gulch? Buckskin Gulch, yeah, to the to the deep southwest, uh, yeah. I'm going into the deep southwest of Arizona or Utah. Wait a minute, so you said you were really just reading the book Basho's Journey and making it into your own, yeah. Yeah, you need to be uh, into the deep itself. You need to go get deeper. Okay. Yeah, so I'm, um, in a way, trying to be deeper instead of go into a deep slot canyon. Okay. All right. Why don't you do that? Okay. I'm reading the haiku, the prose and the haiku, and the haiku poems, and the prose. So, yeah, he writes prose in his travel journals, and then he writes a haiku poem. Okay, so what it is, is his travel journal with the haiku poem. So it's like you were, if you were to write a travel journal, then write a poem in your travel journal, you would be like Basho. Okay, then, then why don't you be like Basho? Okay, and go to Mesa Verde National Park. Yeah, I have a, a national park a pass, a lifetime pass to the national parks. So are you going to be going for the rest of your life to national parks? <laughs> yeah. The remains, page uh, 17. The remains of Sagyo's thatched hutch is off to the right of the inner temple, reached by pushing a few hundred yards along a faint woodcutter's path. Oh, is there remains of Basho's hut in this book? Yeah. The remains of Sagyo. Sagyo actually is a prior poet to Basho. He's actually very good. I like Sagyo a lot. He's one of my favorites besides Basho. Maybe maybe more than Basho. The remains of Basho's thatched hut is off to the right of the inner temple. Oh, so that's on the right side of your third eye, I guess, if it's the inner temple. Reached by pushing a few hundred yards along a faint woodcutter's path, it faces a steep valley, a stunning view. Oh, okay, so you're looking for a stunning view. Yeah, when I go wander alone into Utah or to Colorado, out of Durango, I'm going to have a stunning view. Quote, the clear trickling water, okay, clear trickling water seems unchanged from of old, and even now the drops trickle down. Yeah, it's funny how a lot of these hot springs have been trickling since 
the Indians were there, and even at Indian Hot Springs. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of these springs, like some of the like the Roman Empire springs, uh, they're still trickling exactly the same or similar. The clear trickling water seems unchanged from old, uh, and even now the drops trickle down. That would be like in Putacana or like in uh, Bursa, Turkey, or or uh, where did you go in Hot Springs? <laughs> You've been to a lot of Hot Springs? <laughs> yeah, I have been to a lot of Hot Springs. <laughs> like, um, where? Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> where's your favorite hot spring? Well, there were some in Brit British Columbia, in Canada, and Oregon, and, um, okay. Uh, the clear trickling water seemed unchanged from of old, and even now the drops trickle down at your third eye, the nectar. Is there like a, a rasa or... Amrit trickling down at your third eye. Yeah. It actually could, in, in the inner temple, trickle down as well. Like Emily Dickinson's nectar never brewed. The drops trickle down. Poem quote, Dew trickles down in it. I would try to wash away the dust of the floating world. Suyu toku toku koko romi ni uki ro susu ga bara. Dew trickles down in it. I would try to wash away the dust of the floating world. Yeah, the floating world is just physical world. It's just uh, the physical plane. Uh, the outer world. Basha refers to Awaka attributed at the time to Segyo. Quote, by my hermitage, I draw up pure spring water that trickles down, drop after drop, without cease, between mossy rocks. Hmm. To ku to ku to o tsuru uwa ma no ko ki si mi zu ku mi ho su ho do mo na ki su me kana. Basho repeats the phrase to ku to ku three times in this passage. Huh? Is that significant? <laughs> I don't know. You don't understand this stuff because you're in, you are have not washed away the dust of the floating world. Yeah, I'm still just floating in the dust of the floating world. Oh, I see. You need some drop drops of either rasa or amrit or nectar or amrit. You need something to trickle down. 
he's talked about trickle-down economics, so what do you mean by it? Well, that's the true trickle-down economics, okay? From Yamato, I passed through Yamasuro, taking the Omi road into Mino, beyond Imasu and Yamanaka, lay the graves of Lady Tokikwa Moritaki of Isa once wrote, quote, Autumn's wind resembling Lord Yoshitomo. And I had wondered, I had wondered what the similarity was. Now, this is Basho talking. Now I too wrote, Basho said he wrote this haiku. Yoshitomo's heart, it does resemble autumn wind. Hmm. Now this guy's heart resembles autumn wind. Yoshitomo no kokoro ni nitari aki no kaze. How could it resemble autumn wind? Huh. During the Hojun disturbance of 1156, Yoshitomo 1123 to 60 fought and killed his father. Tami Yoshi, the leader of the powerful Minamoto clan, two years later he was defeated in the Hiji disturbance and fled virtually alone to Oyari province, experiencing the cold loneliness that autumn winds suggest. Oh no. Are you experiencing the cold loneliness that autumn winds suggest? Oh yeah. Are you lonely at all? Do you experience loneliness when you're out hiking alone in Mesa Verde? <laughs> oh, like I was saying, I, I don't so much experience loneliness uh, at the beginning of the day because at the beginning of the day you could spend with your Satguru or you could spend with God first and the world next. Uh -huh. Also, you have uh, charged particles in the morning, I guess, so you're not so lonely, I guess. Uh, but then later on, after the caffeine wears off <laughs> and you get tired from the hike, uh, you get lonely and end up in some hot spring somewhere. Lonely in the hot spring, yeah. Yashino Tomo was assassinated in Yoyari, and soon after Tokiwa, his mistress, was murdered, perhaps by robbers. Wow. Is that the guy who killed uh, his father? Wow. You had just suggested uh, that you should honor thy father and mother. And this guy... He experienced coloniness that the autumn wind suggests, and then he was assassinated, and his mistress was murdered by robbers. Wow. I suppose a Buddhist would say that was karma or something. But an atheist would say, oh, it was just a random events. Yeah. And there is no such thing as karma and God. Yeah, so they think they're, so they have no basis for ethics. None at all. If you don't believe in God, then there's 
absolutely no basis for law. Okay. Yeah, so you could do anything. You could murder your father. But then what if there is karma? Huh. I would be afraid that there is karma. Okay. Then why don't you become a Buddhist? Or maybe you are a Buddhist after all. Yeah. He says, goes on to say, Arakita Muritaki. 1473 to 1549, a Shinto priest at the Isha Shrine, was one of the founders of haiku poetry. Wow. I bet you read more, a lot of him. I know you sampled a lot of different haiku poets, but I wouldn't say that you are familiar with a Shinto priest. Uh, yeah, I don't know him pretty well. Because I'm still in the floating world. <laughs> you shouldn't be floating between haiku poets, maybe. You should float. Yeah. Hmm. So the wind. Now we understand why Yoshitomo's heart, it does resemble autumn wind. Huh. Huh. Try to understand it. Ooh, I don't know. It's a lot of symbolism, I suppose. <laughs> At Fuwa Barrier, poem, haiku poem, he says, Autumn wind, just thickets and fields at Fuwa Barrier. Hmm. Aki. Kazi ya yabu mo hataki mo fuwa no seki. The next night I spent in Agaki, the guest of Bokin. When I set off on my journey through Masashi Plain, I had bleached bones by the roadside on my mind. Oh my goodness. How many times are you going to have bleached bones by the roadside on your mind? You've had, you said you have two people or three people passed away. That's what they say now. They won't say that somebody dies, died, he died. They say, no, he passed away. Or you could say he, he had became bleached bones by the roadside. Oh, that's... Well, yeah. Are you going to be bleached bones by the roadside? Well, oh, not. I hope not soon, but... Oh. I had bleached bones by the roadside on my mind, but now, quote, haiku poem, quote, not dead yet, at journey's end, autumn evening. Oh, you're not dead yet. Even at the journey's end? You could say that if you get back home, if, you, if your home isn't the journey itself. So how could you even go home if the journey itself is home? Ah, that's a good question. 
Hmm. You had said somewhere that the journey home is in such kind of... You mean it's a state of consciousness? Yeah. I guess the, the home is supposed to be the state of sainthood. Uh, but how could you even know about such a thing? <laughs> well, actually, if you meet or know a saint, that might give you a clue. <laughs> Not dead yet, at journey's end, autumn evening. <laughs> That's a very famous line say you're not dead yet I'm not dead yet I couldn't be dead yet or I wouldn't be able to read this podcast so how could there be this podcast if I'm dead yeah there couldn't be okay not dead yet at journey's end autumn evening shini mo sani no tabini no hati ho yo Aki no Kuri at Hanto Temple in Kiwana. Now he says a poem. He says, Winter peonies and plovers like cuckoo in snow. <laughs> you know, that's a Hoto Hoto Togisu bird. Yeah, the translation, and I mean, the Japanese says Fu Yu Botan. Chidori yo yuki no hotogisu. Yeah, now how are the winter peonies and plovers like a hotogisu in snow? Yeah, they can obsess over this cuckoo bird. <laughs> it's like they go cuckoo over cuckoos. Yeah. Yeah, haiku poets are cuckoo over cuckoos. Yeah. You need to find a bird then. You saw a bluebird on Mount Animus Mountain, and you saw, you see like these stray crows sometimes. You could have a crow, maybe, or maybe a crow. You could crows could black crows could be your hotogisu while you're in Utah, Colorado, Arizona. And New Mexico. So are you taking the narrow slot canyon to the deep four corners of... <laughs> you need to get deeper is the problem. Yeah, I'm trying to become a deeper person by walking, hiking in slot canyons. Yeah, well, you haven't even done that, and I don't think you will, so I think you've made this whole thing up. Yeah. For one thing, it's getting too late in the season to hike Buckskin Gulch Canyon at Paria Canyon because it's too long, and it's too cold, and you don't know what you're doing. Okay. Well, then you can imagine it through poetry. Okay, let's do that. (laughs) Then why don't you get like a video on YouTube of it and watch the YouTube video of somebody with their, uh, with their, uh, 
Oh, God. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, you should try. Okay. Weary of sleeping on grass pillow, I went out to the beach in the pre-dawn darkness. You did go out into the outside in the pre-dawn darkness to look at the moon. <laughs> yeah, I have a picture of my tent in Vermont with the pre-dawn darkness at a picture of the moon. Actually, you have planets, actually, and stars. We became weary of the tent and booked a hotel. Weary of sleeping on grass pillow, I went out to the beach in the pre-dawn darkness. He says, haiku poem, quote, Daybreak, a white fish, whiteness, one inch. Hmm. Wow, one inch of whiteness. Now, I've heard of whiteness, of course, but one inch of whiteness? You have a poetry book. I wrote a poetry and published a book, Smiling Whiteness. Uh, Because whiteness means something. But here is one inch of whiteness. How much is one inch? Daybreak, a white fish, whiteness one inch. Aki bono ya shi ya uri suroki koto isun. I went to Atsuta to worship. Oh, and you went to Naperville or to Lyle or to or to the Science of Spirituality Center in Illinois, in Chicago. I went to Atusuta to worship. The grounds of the shrine were utterly in ruins. Actually, the grounds of the the center were closed due to coronavirus. The grounds of the spirituality center or the science of spirituality center in Lyle in Naperville, in Illinois, in Chicago, in the grounds of the shrine, were utterly in ruins. The earthen wall collapsed and covered with chunks of weeds. In one place, a rope marked the remains of a smaller shrine or the old building. In another, it was a stone with the name of a god now unworshipped. All around, muckwort and longing fern grew wild. Somehow the place drew my heart more than if it had been splendidly maintained. Then he has a poem that says, uh, Even the fern of longing is withered. Buying rice cakes at an inn. Oh. Huh. Even the fern of longing is withered? I don't understand if the fern of my longing is withered. And I did go buy uh, vermicelli rice, vermicelli bowl at Rice Monkey. Oh, Rice Monkeys. Was that any good? Well, it was a tofu uh, bowl, vermicelli bowl of noodles. Uh, Vermicelli, something at a Japanese style. 
uh, restaurant in Durango, Colorado. <laughs> yeah, and it had, uh, I put in some duck sauce and some soy sauce and some hot sauce. And, wow, you really spiced it up a bit. Well, I wanted to get a little taste in the tofu and stuff. It was all vegetarian, of course, because I'm very afraid of karma. Oh, you are a hardcore vegan person, personality. Yeah. I don't even eat milk or cheese because they take the calves and away from the cows. It's not very nice. If you honor thy father and thy mother in Exodus 20.12, yeah, you didn't honor the mother cow if you take away its calf. Uh, that's cruel. Yeah, sort of. So you don't eat cheese. Uh, I eat vegano queso, which is vegan cheese. Uh, or, oh, really? That's very strict. Uh, yeah. So you were buying rice cakes at an inn? No. He says, Shina Shin Nobu Se Karite Mochi Kae Yadori Kana. What's this about with the rice cakes? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, hmm. do you have any audience in this podcast? <laughs> it's just for me. I'm a solistic, solipsistic podcaster. Oh, I see. Um, well, Shinobu means both to remember and to long for. Huh. What's that? Huh. Buying rice cakes at an inn. Oh, even the fern of longing is withered. So he has. He's. Uh, uh, Shinobu. He's means to remember and to long for. Okay. Shinobu Gusa. Literally, grass of longing remembrance is a fern. Huh. Okay. Hmm. So your longing is withered. Even the fern of longing is withered. On the road to Nogoya, I chanted verse. He chanted this verse. It says, A wild poem in winter's winds. Don't I look just like Chikuse? Kyoku kokarashi no mi wa chikusa ni tiarekana. And this, so he's. He's looking like Chi, Chikuse. Yeah, who's he? In a popular story, Chikuse was a comical doctor who lost his patience because he kept indulging in wild poetry. And you keep indulging in wild podcasting and lose all of your audience. Yeah, like Chikuse, Basho looked very shabby as he traveled to... Nagoya, where he gave this poem to his host. Yeah, why do you, you should dress better because you sometimes look shabby.
like you could wear better uh you could wear better tennis clothing but you like you're wearing like hiking pants to the tennis court I mean that looks terrible can't you look a little better you look very shabby and you've been indulging in wild poetry which this stuff is wild his basho is wild hmm and you this is too wild really huh hmm yeah how are you going to get there if you don't finish this podcast and get ready to go well i have lots of time uh the park opens they say at 8:30 it's you it's 24 hours you don't even have to wait for the for the lodge <laughs> well that would be crazy to arrive in the dark Have you ever done that arrive in the pre-dawn darkness yeah you could go in the pre-dawn darkness so huh. a wild poem in winter's winds don't i look just like chikuse grass for my pillow is a dog too being rained on night's voices grass for my pillow well i actually had a pillow yeah you had a fine uh you had a you didn't you have a designer down pillow and like you take this into your tent huh? yeah it's a little upscale but then it got it rained heavily and it leached uh, the pillow was touching the tent in the tent and the water leached into your pillow i had a wet pillow actually because these rain these tents aren't absolutely waterproof not really they're not you should have had a like um an additional tarp or something you know grass for my pillow is a dog too being rained on night's places kusa makura ino mo shikuru ka yoru no ke walking out to view the snow quote market towns folk i'll sell you this hat a snow umbrella ichibito ko kono kasa uro yuki no kasa seeing a traveler even a horse gazing on it on a morning of snow uma ose nagamuru yuki no ashita kana spending a day at the seashore the sea darkening a wild duck's call faintly white <laughs> umi kurete kamo noke honoka ni shiroshi hmm uh 
Yeah, that's a famous one. You quote that almost in your book. Or... Yeah, where do you quote that? I think your Smiling Whiteness book, you quote this poem. The sea darkening, a wild duck's call, faintly white. Actually, you have a, a wild ducks on the cover of the book, and you have this poem in your poetry book. Yeah. It's called Smiling Whiteness by David Smith, and it's on Amazon Books. Smiling Whiteness. Wow. You do smile a lot. And, and you get your definition of whiteness from Basho and the Japanese poets. Uh -huh. Yeah, well, it's good that you encounter this stuff. <laughs> yeah, okay. You have all that poetry on your blog. Why don't you publish that in a book? Yeah. Yeah, I've asked around for a, a Wix expert consultant as a consultant to, to download uh, the poems to a PDF. <laughs> yeah, you should, and then you could publish a book. Yeah. Then why don't you? Okay, then you should keep trying. That is, if you hear the wild duck's call. <laughs> yeah, the wild duck is calling, but only faintly, whitely, and stuff. Uh, all right, continue. So, removing my straw sandals in one place, setting down my staff in another, I kept spending nights on the road as the year drew to a close. Ah, oh, you have been spending nights on the road. I kept spending nights on the road. Goodness. Yeah, and you try to put your shoes in one place and your, your hiking pole in another. Huh. He writes, the year ended. Still wearing my bamboo hat and straw sandals. Yeah, is this year going to end and you're still spending nights on the road? Or where are you going to end up? Are you still wearing that same hat? The year ended still wearing my bamboo hat and straw sandals. Tashi, Kireno, Kasa, Kite, Yawraji, Hakinagara. Chanting some such verse, I spent New Year's at a mountain hut back home. Hmm. Yeah. Where is this uh, mountain hut back home? Why don't you just get one in uh, Adirondacks or something? Then he says, whose son-in-law, question mark. Whose son-in-law? I thought you had a daughter-in-law. Whose daughter-in-law? Whose son-in-law? Bearing fern fronds and rice cakes this year of the ox. Ta ga muko zo shida ni mochi o uchi no tashi. On the road to Nara. Poem. Yes, it's spring. 
through nameless hills a faint haze. Hayu nariya namo nakiyama no usukasumi. Secluded in second month hall, poem, the water drawing in the frozen night, the sound of the monk's clocks. Muzutoriya koyi no no sono kutsu no uto. I went to the capital visiting Matsui Shufu's mountain villa at Nar Narutaki, Plum Grove. Poem. The plums so white yesterday, did someone steal the cranes? Umi. She roshi kino yatsuru o nusi marishi. Meeting priest Ninko at Sagyani Temple and Sushami. Poem. Onto my robe sprinkled dewdrops from Fushimi's peach blossoms. Waga kinuni. Fushimi no momo no shisuku siyo. Crossing the mountains on the road to Atsu. On a mountain path, somehow so moving, wild violets. Yamaji kiti naleya yakashi sumarigutsa. A view of the lake. Pine of Karasaki, more vague even than the blossoms. Narasaki no Matsu Yahana Yari Abawanite. They're more vague even than the blossoms. What's he mean by that? More vague. Karasaki on Lake Biwa is famous for the picturesque pine and beautiful scenery. Nearby is Mount Nagara, known for hazy cherry blossoms. Haze is traditionally associated with spring evenings. This haku alludes to a waka by Emperor Gotoba. Okay, this haiku, it's like this poem alludes to a waka, which is another name for poem. At Karasaki, the green of the pine is also in haze, extending from blossom spring dawn. Karasaki no Matsu no Midori no Mo Obaro Niti Hana Yo Satuku Go Toba was an accomplished Waka poet and theorist who commissioned the great poetry anthology of Shinkokinsu, twelve sixteen. Yeah, you somehow got that Shoko Kinsu book online and uh, read some. Actually, read some of those. Was that in a YouTube podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Mm. You used to podcast on YouTube? Oh. Yeah, I think so. Mm. Sitting down for lunch at a traveler shop. Azilias, all arranged. In their shade, a woman tearing tried cod. Poem on a journey. Poem in a field of mustard with flower-viewing faces, sparrows. 
na batakini hanamikai naru sa suzumi kana. At Minakuchi, I met a friend I had not seen for 20 years. Oh, are you going to meet a friend you have not seen in 20 years? Yeah, actually, uh, maybe in, uh, I think it's Silver City, New Mexico. I have not actually seen or very much in 20 years. Our two lives between them has lived this blossoming cherry. Our two lives between them has lived this blossoming cherry. Inochi fitatsu no nakani ikataru sakura kana. Well, that could be a a theme poem for your visiting your friend not seen in 20 years. Okay. A monk from Hirugakojiba in Uzu province, a pilgrimage since last autumn, heard of me and came to Aiwari to join my journey. Well, now, together, let's eat ears of barley, a grass pillow. Isa Tomone Homoki Kurawan Kusumakaro. The abbot of Engacher Taijin had passed away early in the month. Sakin, I felt as if I was in a dream, and from the road I sent word to Kikaku. Poem Yearning for the plum, bowing before the Tetsia ears, eyes of tears. Huh. Imi koti unohana agamo na midakana. Given to Tokoku for the white poem, for the white poppy, it tears off its wing, the butterfly's memento. Shirakeshi ni hani moku koto katami kana. Once again, I stayed in Toyo, and as I left for the eastern provinces, poem, from the deep in the peonies, pistols, the bees' reluctant parting. Hmm. Are you experiencing a reluctant parting? Maybe. I'm reluctant to leave Durango. From deep in the peonies, pistols, the bees reluctant parting. Yeah, are you going to leave Durango and go to Grand Canyon? Botan, Shibi, Fukaku, Wakizuru, Hachino, Nagori, Kana. At the end of the fourth month, I returned to my hut, and as I rested, from the weariness of the journey, he wrote this poem. Summer robes, still some lice I've yet to pick. Yeah, you had said you had gotten sand fleas from playing beach volleyball. Yeah, where was that? Huh? Summer robes, still some lice I've yet to pick.
Natsu Goromo Imada Shirame O Toritsu Usasu. That's the end of chapter one of of Basho's journey. Huh. Okay. That's it. You just end with a bunch of sand fleas on you. Yeah, that's how it ends.